1: tomorrow the bounce house UCF welcomes 15th ranked Oklahoma State the Cowboys have won five in a row including their rival win against uh, Oklahoma in Bedlam last week head coach Gus Malzahn the UCF Knights joins us as he does on Fridays before UCF football game Mark Daniels and Mike Bianchi coach good morning how are you Good morning, doing great. Last week, your team did what that gave you uh, a well-needed win? What did you feel that they did uh, to get that victory?
2: Well, they they made plays at the end of the game to help us win, really, in all three phases. And that's really what stood out to me. Our guys played extremely hard. Um, You know, Cincinnati's a a tough place to get a victory at. And uh, they found a way at the end to make the plays to to win the game. We hadn't done a lot of that this year, but that was very encouraging. Hopefully hope we'll give them some momentum, you
1: know, for this week. Coach, winning the turnover battle sounds basic, but it is evident for your football team. You won it last week, and I mean, I know every game you go in trying to win that. You can't uh, always predict how the ball is going to bounce, but how critical is that stat in every game that your team's playing
2: in? Well, it's very critical. It's very critical for us. Um, you know, we hadn't done a very good job at taking care of the football really until last week. If you really looked at the games that we played well and won, we took care of the football. We got to do that again.
0: Turnovers too, Coach uh, Mike Bianchi here. Oklahoma State uh, wasn't picked to finish very high in the Big Twelve. In fact, they started out slow. They got beat by South Alabama earlier in the season. What are they doing now that they weren't doing earlier in the season?
2: Well, they found their identity. Uh, they settle in with the quarterback. Uh, he's a veteran guy that really throws the ball well. You can tell he's played. In the running back, I mean, they're a downhill team. I put the guy in the pistol; I've given it to him, you know, thirty plus times, I guess, for the last four games. It's really worked well for them. Um, you know, they're they're an attacking style defense. They have a new defensive coordinator. You can tell early on they were trying to figure out the run fits and everything that goes with it. And, you know, the last half of the season has been very impressive to watch. You know, this is one of the hottest teams in all of college football right now. So, real excited for the opportunity that we have against these guys.
0: You just mentioned Ollie Gordon. He's had nearly three hundred yards in two of the last three games. One hundred and thirty-five yards at least in the last five games. We know the issues you've had with run defense this year. What What are you guys? I don't want you to give give away any strategy, but what have you guys worked on this week in like containing the edge, stopping the run, all of that? Yeah, that, that, that's been uh, uh, you know at the
2: forefront. I mean, that's going to be the bottom line. That's being able to stop the run and. Trying to you know schematically you know scheme them up you know better than we have so we worked really hard to do that our guys are excited you know this this guy you know he's I guess he's leading the country in rushing yards and really you look at him you know it hadn't been but the last five games they made a commitment to give it to him so it'll be a great challenge for our defense uh, I know they're looking forward to, to playing against the guy
1: Coach I got a stat that you might uh, even find hard to believe but it, it, it's a compliment to him and to a degree your line. Uh, yards before contact per rush, UCF is number one in the country at 3.92. For RJ Harvey, who again was a dual threat quarterback uh, uh, slash runner when he came into high school, what impresses you of somebody that you know ha- hasn't been a running back for eight nine years, but you've watched now for three years develop? Well, you're exactly
2: right. He's, he's developed. Uh, he's gotten better every year. He's gotten really better every game, and he starts.
1: Defensively, Trayvon Morris Brash leads the conference and among the national leaders in sacks and a, a, a TFL's tackle for a loss. Uh, but it's actually last night on the radio show. How much is the interior line helping him? Uh, you know, put, I mean, obviously he's having a great year, but how much has the other guys helped him?
2: Yeah, I think it all works together, you know, up front. You know, when you've got a special guy, you know, they get a lot of attention and the other guys got to step up, you know, especially when they get single blocks. So, I think it's a compliment, but you know, Dropped is a dynamic player. I mean, he's really did quick off the edge, um, got a lot of really what you know coaches call it juice off the edge. So, been real impressed with him. It didn't surprise us all that he's having this type of year.
0: Hey, Coach, how important would it be to make a bowl game your first year in the Big Twelve?
2: Yeah, I mean, it'd be very important. Uh, to be honest with you, we're just focused on this one. We just. Made a commitment after the mid uh, mid season uh, mark. that I mean, we're going to take one game at a time, and but we're focused mm-hmm. on this one. Man. Picture obviously common sense that would be big, but man, we have our hands full with this one. This is a, a great opportunity.
0: Also, it seemed like JRP last week getting healthier and healthier. Um, His his runs looked a little stronger last week. What are you seeing from him health-wise?
2: Yeah, you know, we had a couple design runs for him, you know, last week, and we hadn't done that since he's been injured. So when he is able to make plays with his feet, it opens up everything else for us. And so I thought that was big, and, you know, hopefully that'll continue.
1: Coach, uh, I know you probably have crossed paths during off offseason with Mike Gundy, uh, uh, not playing Mike, uh, uh, but what's your uh, uh, thoughts? Uh, it's hard in, in this business to be in a place as long as he's been, and, you know, he's been creative, so so what uh, uh, what comes to mind when you think of Coach Gundy?
2: Yeah, you know, what comes to mind is he does it his way. Um, I always have respect for the guys who do it their way, and he's had great success for somebody to stay at a school like that that long. Um, you know, it says a lot about him. And, uh, he's a very, very good football coach. He's got a lot of guys that have been with him a long time. Uh, you know, he has a history of bringing up you know lower-level college um, coaches, giving them opportunities. His coordinator right now is doing a super job. He's one of those. So uh,
1: he's one of those big-time coaches that uh, does it his way. You mentioned earlier about Alex Bowman, the quarterback. Uh, he's a veteran. Texas Tech into Michigan. What clicked on? Because, uh, you know, again, they were using three guys. Mike was playing, you know, his son as one of the three quarterbacks. But, I mean, we're talking about like Gordon, but what changed for Bowman?
2: Yeah, I think that just the commitment.
0: Coach, I have one last one. Uh, based on what's going on in college football right now, I'm just wondering how much care do you guys take in camouflaging your signals to keep the other team from sort of knowing what your signals are? Do you change those signals regularly? How do you protect against things like that?
2: Yeah, I mean, you got to constantly. First of all, you have to have a system that is flexible enough to make changes, you know, from not just week to week, but sometimes in-game. In uh, you know, since, you know, I got in college football at the very first, you know, there wasn't uh, signs stealing going on. And it seems like, you know, as more than no huddle teams have come about, that's just part of the game as far as, you know, getting information and watching TV copies and all that. Now, people filming, that's a completely different story. But, you know, as far as the, the signs, uh, you know, stealing things and stuff like that, it's been going on a long time just, you know, watching the sideline and trying to predict.
1: You know what they're going to be on defensively or offensively. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Coach Gus Smiles on and uh, thoughts on Oklahoma State. Uh, by the way, yesterday I said this, and maybe we'll talk about Michigan later on the bridge. Um, I predict the next three months, Mike, that uh, the uh, the NCAA will confirm that they'll move forward with the NFL uh, helmet technology next year. I think that'll be fast track. And then I also think um, anywhere from eight to a dozen schools will get called out for exactly what Michigan's doing as well. Mm. Maybe wow. not at the uh, high level of what Connor Stallions was doing, but people are going to start pointing fingers. At you. I, I I think there are a number of coaches nervous in college football right now about what comes out. Do you know UCF
0: signals? Can you read the signals, Dan? No. I don't. I mean, I I, I,
1: <laughs> no, I look. I talk to coaches, but I don't go. Hey, what what? Uh-huh. what what's the signal for this and uh no but UCF like a lot of teams they use what I think three or four guys one guy's hot and the other guys are just throwing dummy signals and everything and um but I I, I don't know nor do I want to know what the signals are we played
0: a clip earlier today from Ryan Day the Ohio State coach and they asked him about the you know the Purdue story and he, he just flat out denied it Daniels
1: yeah and I heard you say that 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 there's nothing wrong in asking the question, and he gave you the answer. Now, if evidence comes out that he lied, okay, but he he, he answered the question. By the way, the quick update is that uh, there are a couple of different reports, ESPN, and, and I think uh, uh, the Athletic reporting, that it's possible mis- uh, that the Big Ten may issue um, a penalty sometime this afternoon. The flight from Ann Arbor leaves at 1 o'clock. They they might should do it before then, right? Yeah and, and uh, my Did God. you hear the the Pete
0: Thamel stuff? I mean, we played a clip from Pete Thamel. Michigan's going to get a temporary
1: injunction. They have a judge standing Is by. Is this
0: what it's come to?
1: Yes. Huh? Yes, they have a judge standing by because the courts are closed today up there for uh a, a <laughs> Veteran's Day and they have a judge standing uh by. And uh, I'm
0: sure oh. the, the, does the judge have
1: a gar- uh, does the judge have a amazing blue robe on? Yeah, the only thing I can think of, Mike, is that Michigan has you know, gone the PR route of we're going to challenge you in court and you know, this, this, this. I just wonder, and and maybe it, it won't be proven true today, I just wonder if it's been their approach to kind of scare the Big Ten into don't do it, don't do it. And then I wonder if Tony Petiti also says, look, you want the evidence to come out? Because to some degree, Mike, they can issue a penalty today. Let's say they suspend Harbor for two games. They could issue a penalty today with the release of evidence and not get into specific details. Just say, hey, we came across this, 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 this. I almost wonder if, if they're calling Michigan's bluff like, you want to go to court? You want to do this? Because if we go there, do you want all the evidence to come out? Because if all the evidence comes out, you're not going to be in a position to defend yourself anymore. So that's what I think is the showdown that may be happening in the next 5 to 6 hours.
0: Do you, do you think say they came out with a two game suspension, do you think that would satisfy people like me because no, I, I think no. I think cheating and getting an unfair advantage to win
1: games is is that deserves more than no, a two. No, this suspension. is a classic story where the two sides have dug in and it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, I think you and I agree, the Big Ten is not going to ban Michigan. Now, this would be fascinating. Ready for this one, Mike? Can you imagine if they mm-hmm. said? Can you imagine if the Big Ten said that the evidence that they've got warrants a uh, 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 warrants a suspension of being eligible for the Big Ten title, but not the college football play? Can you imagine if Michigan is made ineligible for the title game and doesn't have to play that game, but could still be picked for the playoff? Well, when you think about it, that the Big
0: Ten should not be able to dictate whether they're eligible for the college football playoff, but the Big
1: Ten should be able to say, well, hey, you can't win the conference championship this year, right? Right, but what I'm saying is we've had teams that if they didn't have to play in the championship game, would have made the four-team playoff that then lost in the championship game and cost them a spot in the playoff. You would almost be helping Michigan by saying, hey, you don't have to play that extra game if they went, that route, and I don't know if they're going to go that route.
0: No, Daniels, if Michigan is eligible to win the Big Ten title, the college football playoff committee is not
1: going to put them in the playoff. But could you imagine that being the story? (laughs) Mike, I think that though, uh, 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 I'm guessing at 845 this morning that Michigan's people will be in a court this afternoon filing for an injunction to have Harbaugh a coach. Wow. Sad. Sad.
0: All right. Straight ahead. Good golly, Miss Molly. Can the night stop Ollie? We're going to get into that story. We're going to get into the, can the Gators slow down the highest ranked offense in the country? Also, can Miami ruin Florida State's national championship hunt run? We'll get into all that next on the bridge. First